Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. In this episode, we're going to go through one of those great gridiron questions. When did football start? When was the origin of the game? And when was the date it happened? Well, we have our friend Timothy P. Brown of FootballArchaeology.com joining us to give us that answer in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes, pigskindispatch.com. And once again, it's Tuesday, and we're going to have another great chat with football archaeology's Timothy P. Brown. Tim, welcome back, and uh, glad you're here tonight. Thank you, Darren. I'm glad to be here myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I'm starting to get to the age where you know, it becomes doubtful. But, you know, uh, I, I know the here feeling. I am. Here I am. <laughs> I know the feeling. Well, we're, we're certainly glad that you're here tonight, and we're even more happy that you're here to talk a little bit about football history from one of your recent tidbits. And you've got one that really caught my eye that uh, I think would be very interesting to all listeners interested in football history. And that's when did football history really begin? When, when did the start of football happen? Yeah. So, you know, I um, I, I wrote that piece of actually the uh, the anniversary the first anniversary of today's tidbits so that's why i chose that topic to say okay what better thing to to talk about than where did football begin and so um you know the the received wisdom would be that football began with the games between rutgers and princeton 1869 um so you can and then but you kind of have to go like well why do we consider that to be the first football game what was it about those two games that made it the start of football and for me when i look at it i go well though that wasn't the start of football i, I don't you know i mean yes I, you know i wrote a wrote a book about the hundred first hundred for 50 years of football and i based it off the night or 1869 date so you know I, i'm part of the problem uh, but I'm trying to make amends. So they, and, they've got everybody drinking that Kool-Aid. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but, you know, it really kind of comes back to, you know, what was going on back then and how, you know, regardless of what was happening, how would you judge, you know, what is the basis of when a new game begins? It's kind of like the difficulty biologists get into in terms of evolutionary wise. When does a new species begin? You know, what came first, the chicken or, or, chicken or the egg? But um, but so in this case, I mean, for me, you know, I look at the, at that, the 1869 games, and it was a, you know, is negotiated rules, but it mostly resembled 
association football or what we call soccer. Um, you know, you couldn't carry the ball. It was a round ball. There were 25 players per side. And, you know, there were other things going on. Um, so, like, was that really football? I mean, it was an inter intercollegiate game between two schools, but those had happened before, too. So, um, you know, in my mind, the main reason it's that's considered the start of football is that Park H. Davis went to Princeton, whatever, you know, 25 years later than that. And he is the first football historian. And he decided that that was the first, that was the start of football. And so therefore, you know, given the influence that he has had on football history, that's what it is, you know, and then nobody ever doubts that. I mean, a lot of other people have, but I, and I just look at it and say, okay, so that's not good enough. You know, what would mark the start of the game of football? And for me, I, I think of it as, when did when did football break away from soccer or rugby? It's kind of two, you know, origin, you know, origin games. Uh, but it wasn't a wasn't a soccer game. So I'm I'm then saying, okay, get rid of soccer. When did football move away from rugby? And for me, it's it's the 1876 meeting where the IFA uh, set up a new set of rules. Um, so the IFA, the Intercollegiate Football Association, was founded in three years earlier, but they adopted soccer. You know, I mean, they didn't adopt this specific set of rules. They just said, hey, we're going to follow the association game rules from London. So they were just playing soccer. And then uh, the next year, Harvard plays McGill, first in a Boston rules game, then in a rugby game. And they end up saying, hey, we like this rugby game. So they start playing it. And then, and then they play Yale the next year in kind of a what they call the concessionary rules game, where it's a mix of, you know, it's an adapted rugby game. And then in 76, they adopt what are now, you know, the basis of, they adopted the IFA rules, which is the basis of football. And then, you know, from there you can trace you know, those rules got adopted and then adapted year after year after year. And there's a continuous line of football rules that come from that original 1876 set that are now the, the rules we play under today. You know, and in the 1890s and early 1900s, there were multiple rules committees and there was some conflicts because one group didn't like the other. But at the end of the day, you know, all of the all those committees all used, you know, the pre preceding rules that had come from 1876. So for me, I, I look at it as, hey, they created a new set of rules and they only made a couple of changes from what were the rugby rules of the day. But they they took a different path. Rugby then went on and did made all kinds of changes to their game. You know, so. The game, the rugby game of 1876 is not the game that's played today. They made a lot of changes too. Um, but, you know, our football took a different path. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, maybe anybody who's, uh, you know, Catholic Apostol or Lutheran or maybe, you know, Episcopalian, something like that, where the, there's this whole succession of bishops, you know, from Peter all on down, finds that logic attractive. <laughs> you know, or understands that logic, but it's, 
yeah, there's a succession from here, you know, from a starting point to now. And that's kind of the way I see the, the IFA rules. It's that was a starting point uh, for football. Let me entertain you. Something. Oh, wait, you're not going to argue with me, are you? No, I'm not going to argue. I'm just, I'm just going to propose something to you. All right. I, I totally agree with you. The 1869 Princeton Rutgers game. And yep. I agree with your whole theory on, on Park H. Davis having the influence on it. Of course, Park H. Davis and that 1911 book also had biblical references to football, Roman, Greek, and well, he had a bunch of ancient societies. Football. So, but people really hung on to the, the Princeton Rutgers game. But I, I agree with you. So let's take that out of the equation. I don't know. That, I mean, I think the IFA rules were important to the development of football, but I think the 1880 rules meeting when Walter Camp proposed the line of scrimmage and the center and the quarterback Keck followed through uh, players were 11 aside. Uh, that was sort of when that got sort of hammered in, in stone. And I, I almost wonder if, could we not consider that the birth of American football? 1880. Well, yeah. So, I mean, by, by your logic, I could argue that 1906 is a birth because that's when the forward pass came in, you know? So, I mean, so, I mean, you're, you're totally right that 1880 was a big deal. Uh, 1884 was a big deal. 19, the whole 1906 to 1912 period was a big deal. So, but I, I would just always go back to the fact that 1876, the rules that they modified and made some, you know, like line of scrimmage and things like that in possession, uh, in the in the 1880 or early 80s, those still they were modifying the rules that they set in 1876. So, you know, it was. Um, I've posted this on an earlier tidbit, but um, if you go to the Canadian Football Research Association site, they they have an 1873 set of rules that they adopted, which are almost word for word you know, for the ones. That uh, uh, that was were the rugby rules at the time, and then and that the Americans then uh, adapted. So, um, but you know, for me, it's just they formally said these are the rules we are going to play under, and then the game has played under those rules since then, subject to you know annual changes. But you know, that's that's the point when they said, "Here's we're going to play this new game," and in fact the first half or most of the season of 1876, they played under, you know, kind of a mixture of rules, but the games played after that meeting followed the 1876 rules. And so, so you're saying because of the, the standardized rules that were yes. adopted widespread, that's, that's okay. I, I, yeah, I, that's, you know, I, I'm doing, I'm, I'm basing it more on 1880 is when, American football shot off of rugby and became basically a different game. And that, that, that scrimmage from scrummage thing. That, that's, that's why I say it, but I, I will, you know, I will defend what you say to the, the hilt because it, that's, you're right. The standard rules came out and yeah. that's the derivative of, of what American football came out of. So, yeah. And I mean, there's lots of things like, you know, the scrimmage scrummage thing that, that was going on before 1876. And I mean, it was, it was just a terminology difference. They they were using scrimmage and scrummage in the UK, and here. So you know, uh, now the difference is that 
obviously in, in 1880, you know, you had the, what we now really consider a scrimmage. So controlled possession of the ball for multiple downs. Right. Um, so, you know, so you retained possession. It wasn't the toss the ball, you know, in the middle kind of thing, but, you know, I, I guess I view that as just, it's just one rule that changed the game, but there have been hundreds and thousands of rule changes. And while I consider that one of the top 11 changes, it's, it's just one of the top 11. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I guess at the end of the day, if you look at those three games that were, you know, association football, rugby, American football, they're, you know, probably the three of the most successful athletic ventures of organized sports uh, in the world as far as popularity right now, you know, they're, they're definitely in the, the probably top five. <laughs> of, so I, I reached back and I grabbed a book that I've, I still haven't finished it, but it's by a guy named Tony Collins. He's a professor in the UK. And the book is called how football began. And he basically, you know, goes back to, the stew of games that was going on in the UK. And, and, you know, I think sometimes we have this impression, or I, at least I always, you know, used to have the impression that, well, they just had, you know, they just had a couple of different versions, but in fact, you know, the, in the UK, they had a bunch of different versions of football and then they kind of cons started consolidating and you got into an amateur and professional differences, which is, you know, where like rugby union and, you know, rugby, you know, anyways. Uh, um, anyways, it's a really interesting book and, and it gets into Australian rules and other things. So it's just, you know, he kind of goes from where everything was muddled together to how it started breaking off. Um, so it's, you know, really a fun read. If, you know, somebody's interested in period football, I would say definitely grab that one. All it's right. <laughs> yeah. But it's really interesting. Well, Tim, a great subject, great discussion. Uh, really appreciate uh, you being able to, to talk about that. Why don't you uh, share with the audience uh, where they can get uh, information like your tidbits that this came out of on a daily basis? Yeah, uh, it's very simple. Uh, you know, I've got a, a site uh, on the Substack platform, but it's just footballarchaeology.com. Um, so you just go on and you know, check out an article and there's a sign up uh, the process that you go through. And so you subscribe for free and then you'll get an email every day um, in your inbox is whatever that day's article is. Um, other people subscribe on on uh, Twitter. But, you know, if, if you're interested enough, I'd say just subscribe on, on the site. And, uh, you know, I have some people that read you know 10 articles in a row because and they just store them up when they're flying or, or whatever it is you know but um other people read stuff every day so either way do what you want <laughs> all right excellent it's a it's a great investment of time whether you do it daily or like you just build up 10 of them it's a great read and uh, something different every day and i highly recommend it so uh tim brown of footballarchaeology.com thank you very much for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week thank you sir enjoyed it as always Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast.
we invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast as well as Jersey Dispatch on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.